I believe in shutting it down if something is hurt. You know, not anybody's ever really run through an injury and made it better. Dizruns Radio episode 1038 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey, y'all, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, today's episode is brought to you by Be Ready on Race Day, the book that I've actually written as opposed to the book that I've been working on writing for the better part of forever now. Uh, if you remember back in the day, you know, a handful of years ago, we, we put the book out and uh, it's still available. If you haven't gotten your copy yet, or maybe you're new around here and you've never heard of Be Ready on Race Day, basically what it what it is, is a, is a handbook, a guidebook to help you put your own training plan in place. So maybe it's starting from scratch, writing a custom plan that fits you and your life and your needs. Maybe you get some type of one size fits all type of plan, but instead of just trying to plug yourself into the plan, you're like, Hey, I'm going to use this as a framework, tweak it, adjust it and make it my own. Be ready on race. They can help you in either direction to help you make your plan, your plan, as opposed to just some one size fits all thing that, uh, I don't know, near as I can tell, doesn't really fit anybody. So get yourself a copy of the book on Amazon, or uh, you can head over to BeReadyOnRaceDay.com, get some free chapters to kind of get a feel for the book and uh, see if it might be something that might be be helpful. It's pretty relaxed. It's pretty uh, you know laid back, is in, in easygoing, kind of my style, um, but hopefully it's helpful. And that seems to be the, the feedback that most everybody has given is like, oh, now I understand why we structure it like this. Or now I understand why we do X instead of Y. Or maybe you understand that X or Y are both fine and you can just do whatever fits best for you. That's kind of the idea. So be ready on race day.com or just search for be ready on race day in Amazon to get the print version or the Kindle version. And, uh, if you get the book, let me know how it works for you. Any questions, shout Send a shout my way. Be ready on racedaycom And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, y'all. Uh, today's guest is a lady that uh, I got to talk to recently. And before we, we finished our chat, I actually pretty much knew I wanted to uh, be able to continue the conversation soon on the podcast. And, uh, you know, with the magic of technology, here we are. Uh, of, among her many titles and, and qualifications or whatever, whatever, whatever you want to want to classify it as, she's a mama three multi-time Boston qualifier. And she's also a fellow running coach, along with a few other things that we'll, we'll keep close to the vest for now, but uh, we'll, we'll, I'm sure, come out as we go. And uh, it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Be- Miss Betsy Magato to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Betsy. Really appreciate it. I'm so excited to be here, Denny. I've listened to you a lot. And it's really, really cool to be on this side of it with you. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, seeing how the sausage is made doesn't ruin it for you now. But uh, glad glad you're taking the time today. Really appreciate it. And uh, and um, what everybody doesn't know, but it kind of hinted at, is that you kind of reached out to me with, hey, you know, maybe we can talk about some of this stuff because with the running coach side of things and things that we'll get into, I was like, uh, yeah, this sounds awesome. And so uh, thank you for, for reaching out and for however you've started following along or listening to the show or whatever back in the day. Uh, appreciate it. Um, and y'all, if you want to connect with Betsy today, 
uh, or in the future as we go. Uh, Instagram is a good place to connect with her there. Her handle is at strong run coach, all one word, strong run coach. Uh, and you can also kind of find some information on her and emails and things like that through uh, the website, chargerunning.com, which is uh, a little tease of something that we'll be talking about as we get going today. Uh, of course, disruns.com uh, slash one zero three eight is where the show notes are. You, you know that by now, if you've been listening for a while, we always have some show notes and links and things like that. And for today, that link is disruns.com slash 1038. So Betsy, the, uh, the way we always kick off, you know, you've heard me ask the question before and, and uh, you, you said you had prepared for it. So I'm, I'm looking, to, to looking forward to hearing what, uh, what you got. But it's the same question we ask everybody at the beginning of the conversation is just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? 26.2 miles. Okay. I think that's it. I thought about it a lot over the last few days. And, um, I've got 19 marathons underneath my belt in a lot of different seasons of life. And I think that's my distance. I love it because, well, as a mom of three, I need a little time to myself (laughs) and that's a really good way, uh, to get that time. And, uh, you know, the drive time, the travel time, all of that. Um, it's like, you really feel like you've, you've gotten some bang for your buck out of, out of the training. Um, I've had a chance to run some marathons pretty fast and some slow and some very meaningfully. And I just always, you know, leave that distance feeling accomplished, feeling excited and feeling hopeful and very, very grateful for a good rest. Yeah. Yeah. The, the rest after the, the marathon is always, um, always an important piece of the puzzle that too often people tend to at least have it an occasional tendency to overlook and rush right back into it. And it's like, no, just give yourself a little break somewhat preaching to myself right now as, as folks have, you know, followed along with my, my itis saga that uh, hopefully by the time we're listening to this is completely put to bed. I feel like we're about there anyway, but, um, but yeah, taking a little bit of a break after a good, good training cycle, not a bad idea. Absolutely. And it's hard to do. And that marathon really forces it uh, to do. I have a little tip about that. Oh, please. Um, well, you know, being a Florida runner, well, I'm, I'm, I'm a Georgia runner. So you're, you being a Florida runner, you know, there's, a, there's that little thing called chafing that happens sometimes <laughs> in hot weather. And, you know, you think about that, like external chafing, wherever that might be. Mm-hmm. And you watch that heal after a marathon and you think, oh, well, I really shouldn't be doing anything crazy until like my internal stuff has healed as well. So it's a good little every now and then there's, there's a good chafe that, that you can just follow along and say, all right, I'm going to chill out until this is taken yeah. care of. Yeah. And don't just slather some skin lube on it. Like let it actually heal. Give it, give your yes. body a little bit of a break. And uh, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, how'd you get started in the sport of running Betsy? I mean, obviously, you know, as we're going to get into, but like you said, run 19 marathons, some fast, some slow, meaningful, uh, running coach, obviously. So it's part of your, your life beyond just something that you do for fun as well. Um, where'd you, where'd you kind of get yourself into the sport? I, I have been running forever. Um, literally organized running since sixth grade track practice. Wow. Um, but I started on the soccer field in kindergarten, mm. um, turned out to be not such a great soccer player. I could get down to the end of the field faster than the other kids, but I would kick the ball out of bounds. Not ideal. So, not not ideal in the game of soccer. No, no. Maybe for defense, but <laughs> right. um, for offense, really not scoring a lot of goals that way. Fishing the ball out of the river. Um, 
But so, you know, I always really enjoyed running and I had a little bit of, you know, a little bit of natural talent. I was a sprinter in like middle school and high school um, and just always have loved it. It's always been part of my life and it's, it's been with me through, through every season of my life. Um, getting into, you know, longer distances a little bit later, of course, and after college, starting to learn to run marathons. And um, it's just been, it's been with me forever. And I think the lessons that running has taught me over the years, perseverance, well, you, you know, right. Well, you, trying you can hard, share, you don't, you don't need to just rely on me knowing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but just, you know, all of those lessons that, that running has taught and kind of going after goals, um, transfer over to other parts of life. And, you know, I've run on my best days. I've run on my worst days, ran on my wedding day, always run on my birthday, um, you know, run on funeral days, this, that, and the other. It's just always, always part of it. And everything feels better when you're running. Um, knock on wood, I've been pretty healthy over the years and have managed to run a lot of consistent miles and, I'm able to just get my clarity that way. Um, and, and coaching is something that I've always loved to do. I've been trying to get my friends to run since I was in high school. I broke a few friends on the way up, <laughs> but, um, you know, I get a whole lot of joy in sharing the joy of the sport with other people. Like want, want them to feel what I feel. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, I don't know. It, it, I don't know that I've ever thought of it this way. But, uh, you know, there's there's the, the joke that has a, a fair bit of credence to it, I think, about, you know, how do you know if somebody's run a marathon, don't worry, they'll, they'll tell you type of situation. And how just as, as runners, we, sometimes we can't stop talking about it. We just enjoy it so much. There's so many things that it does for us, lessons learned, clarity, just chilling out, whatever, all, all the different reasons that we run. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, now that I, again, like kind of think about it this way, like, well, of course, aren't, aren't we all in some manner potentially like maybe not coaches but at least encouragers you know like 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 that that uh friend that's trying to get everybody else to do what what uh we know is so great for us and you know maybe it's not always the best thing for everybody and not everybody's gonna like it but um you know maybe that's how i'm still here almost eight years later still talking to people about running because we just like we can't shut up about it but for a good for for all the good reasons at least hopefully absolutely I, I wholeheartedly agree. It's like you want them to experience it. I mean, we, we talk about the endorphin high and, you know, maybe I'll raise my hand. I'm addicted to that wonderful mm -hmm. feeling and you want everybody else to have it. It's right. cheap and it's free and it's legal and, um, you know, yeah, it's good stuff. It's, it's very good stuff. Um, something that you, you mentioned in there that um, I, I don't know if there's, there's much to this or not. If there's not much to unpack, then we'll just move on as, as is often the case. Sometimes the questions go over well, sometimes they go over like a lead balloon, but you don't know until you ask um, being relatively healthy for, for a fair number of years, you know, starting in, in sixth grade to, to where we are today. Um, anything that you can point to or think about, maybe this is some coaching talk. Maybe it's just personal experience. Maybe it's a little bit of both. Um, but kind of, you know, other than letting your chafing heal after a race, are there, are there things that, um, that, that you can kind of point to as far as maybe this has something to do with me being healthy over the years? I think, I think, um, I believe in shutting it down if something is hurt. 
you know, not anybody's ever really run through an injury right. and made it better. Made it better, right. <laughs> We've really, really wanted to, and it's so hard to shut it down. So I do, I do believe in nipping little things in the bud. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of years on the soccer field probably helped as well with leg strength and lateral leg strength and cross training is really important. Um, I think I have done a pretty good job of like staying within my ability and knowing where I am and what I can handle. And not overreaching and kind of running for, for myself. So um, shutting it down, taking a day off, if something isn't quite right, figuring out the source of the problem and then getting back after it. Like I'd rather be off for a day or two than six weeks. Right. Um, seasonality, I think, is really important as well. Like I, you know, I love to train for something. But like I mentioned earlier, I love that rest after a big race. Um, and try to rest pretty hard before I get into the next one. And then perhaps, I don't know, I'm pretty solid. Somebody once said like, you are made of concrete and rebar. And I was like, thank you. I think there's a compliment in there. Really nice. (laughs) (laughs) So knock on wood, you know, I think, um, just staying on top of your shoes, staying on top of a little bit of strength work and all those little itty bitty things that we don't do until we're injured. Um, I try to do it just a little bit. Yeah. Often. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's the point that I always so often try to make yet admittedly. And I like to think I'm fairly transparent about how good I am at saying stuff and sometimes how much I struggle at, at actually doing the things that I say, but it's, it's like, you know, just, just to throw numbers at it, you know, if, if you were going to, you know, whatever foam roll for 20 minutes a day, three times a week, like that sounds awesome. And it's quite a commitment to get on the foam roller for 20 minutes at a shot. But I would make the argument, it kind of sounds like you would too, Betsy, and I'm, I'm curious if, if we, we are in agreement here, that three to five minutes a day, but seven days a week, so a total of 20-ish minutes, 20 to 25 minutes to 30 minutes over the course of a week is probably more valuable than 60 minutes when you're only doing those 60 minutes broken up into two or three chunks. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make it. And, you know, I, I believe in trying to build that stuff in where it fits in your life. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes there's like the perfect, there's no perfect time to do anything, right? There's no perfect time of day to run. There's no perfect time in your training program to do strength. It's like, when is the time that you're going to do it? Well, that's the perfect time. time. Yeah. And, um, so yeah, a little bit adds up. It's just like, you know, if you go walk a mile a day, you're trying to add volume or something like that. You go walk a mile a day. Well, you think I, I'm just walking a mile? No, you walk a mile a day. Well, there are seven miles a week. You know, you multiply it out. You know, you just use time. Time is your friend if you're consistent. Right. right. Yeah, no, it totally is. And, and you know, again, onto, onto that example, like where are you get in theory, where are you going to find time to walk seven miles one day in addition to all the other stuff that you've got going on? But whether it's walking the dog, letting the, you know, chasing the kids while they're riding their bike, whatever it might be, just getting a little bit of extra time while dinner's in the, in the crock pot or whatever, like you might be able to squeeze in 18 or 20 minutes to go for a, a little walk five, six, seven times a week. And then there, and there you go. You know, it's, it's just breaking it down and, and recognizing that there is value in the little chunks when they're repeated consistently. Absolutely. One thing that I struggle with a little bit, you know, I don't know, you know kids take up a lot of time. <laughs> they do. I have right? one and they take, I don't know how, how, how anybody can have more than one these days. Like it's, <laughs> I, I don't have any time. It's just one. Yeah. It's really amazing. Um, that wasn't in the owner's manual, <laughs> but 
um, you know, they take a lot of time and, you know, I, I run a lot in the morning. Like that's the time that works for me. Mm -hmm. It's not the only time of day that people can run, but that's really what works right. in my life. And, um, you know, you open the door to come home and it's like game on. Right. So, um, I try to do a teeny tiny bit of mobility work, like out in the driveway before mm -hmm. I go home before I open the door, before anybody knows I'm back, just a couple little leg swings, you know, a couple little hip hikes, a little bit of calf stuff, maybe a lunge or two, like a little, little bit, and then go in and get on with the rest of the day. Cause I figure a little is better than none. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, yeah. and again, especially, you know, whether we want to talk about compound interest or, or whatever, a little bit, most every day, uh, starts to become something, maybe not on day one or day two, but day 10, day 15, day 30, like we got something there now. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a game changer. And, and again, at least for me, even though I know this, believe it easier said, said than done, because it's like, ah, what's, what, what real benefit is there to five minutes on the foam roller before I go to bed? Like in isolation, not much, but if I do that every day, we got something. So Absolutely. anyway, it's not fun though. No, foam rolling's not fun at all. No, but it works. It's, it's, uh. Anyway, that's, that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. I could, I could get into all my, my reasons for not foam rolling, even though I know that I benefit from foam rolling, but, um, back, back to you, Betsy, cause that's what this is more about is not everybody hears me talk about me all the time, but we want to hear, hear you talk about yourself a little bit. Um, Boston, you know, mentioned that in the intro, you've listened to the show a few times. You probably heard me talk about Boston and how certainly a big goal of mine and, and certainly can't, uh, or at least very rarely do I talk to somebody who I know has run Boston and not ask them about Boston in and of itself and qualified for Boston multiple times. Have you run Boston multiple times or just quote unquote, just qualified multiple times? Um, I have run Boston multiple times and you know, I thought the first time that I ran it um, 20 years ago, <laughs> I thought that was like, and it's amazing that that was 20 years ago because it feels like yesterday, but, um, yeah, 20 years ago to 2001. So it's actually more than 20 years mm -hmm. ago, but, um, yeah, I thought it was a one and done kind of thing. Boy, it looks a whole lot different than it did back then, but I've run it, I guess, five times now, five or six times now, um, and in several different seasons of life. So, um, I had my pre-kid Boston, you know, 20 years ago, and then I had my comeback story post-kid Boston, and then, um, went back a few years in a row. And then just this last year, um, I had the great privilege of pushing a wheelchair, um, in the Boston marathon in the October Boston marathon. Um, I work with a, or I, I like to support a wonderful foundation here in Atlanta called the Kyle Pease Foundation. And they um, basically are, are looking to um, help promote um, inclusion in running. Mm -hmm. Brent and Kyle Pease were the second duo to complete Ironman Kona. Mm -hmm. And they're here local. They've got an incredible crew of athletes. Um, and I had the opportunity to kind of pinch hit for an athlete who had qualified to run and then 
you know, his wife was getting ready to have a baby like on or around marathon date. And as a mom, like that, that's not going to fly. Like you kind of <laughs> need your, you kind of need your partner home with right. you. Um, so I was planning on running anyway and raised my hand and we had to jump through some hoops and do a little bit of qualifying on our end. And I got to push um, Lizzie Kirksey and it was the most incredible 26.2 miles I've ever run. Um, yeah, I would I would love to to dive into that a little bit more, not yeah. only from the you know the Boston side of things and and um but and and you know having it be a fall race instead of a sprint, like all the all the the reasons that that 2021 Boston was was different and unique and and one for the history books, um but also that that experience of doing it where it's not necessarily about you, you know, like like you're running it and and you're still you're still doing it, of course. Um, but at least the way I would assume is it's, it's all about Lizzie in this situation, the person that you're working with, your teammate, um, what, what was, and, and especially with the fact that it was kind of thrown, I don't want to say thrown together, but it was, it was not as long planned out thing. Like it kind of, like you said, pinch hitting a little bit. Um, how did, how did that whole process, um, once, once you kind of raised your hand, hoops, you had to jump through way to prepare. Cause I feel like there's gotta be a little bit of extra preparation. That's not just, I'm going to run 26.2 miles, but like. I am pushing and this is different and the motion is different and the, the energy requirements are different. Like how did that all kind of come together for you? That was, well, I got a, I got a phone call at the end of July, sometime in July, end of June, early July. And they were like, Hey, can you help? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I didn't know I wanted to do this until right now. I've always pushed uh, wheelchairs and volunteered, you know, here and there and have really, um, inclusion in sport is really something that's important to me. Um, and, and helping athletes is just, I mean, when it's not about you, it's really a lot of fun. Now I'm not like the nicest person in the whole wide world. I really do like to run for me and I like to work hard and I've had some really good runs. Um, but just the timing of that phone call was perfect. It was like absolutely perfect where I was like mentally post pandemic after three kids and virtual kindergarten and virtual fifth grade and, virtual eighth grade or something like that. You know, it was just like, um, pushing really, really hard, like literally myself to train. It just wasn't in the cards. And it was like this perfect thing to, to, um, throw myself into. So we ended up, um, getting the okay from the BAA to switch out now. I mean, and you know, these folks qualify Mm. to run. There's no, um, there's no, change in the qualifying time. Like you have to run the time while, you know, pushing the wheelchair. Uh, And there are some athletes who can run faster with a wheelchair than they run on their own. It's really, it's really, really amazing. Um, A teammate on the, on the KPF team ran 250 with another athlete. I know. That's bananas (laughs) bananas <laughs> it, it makes my i mean it's just it's amazing just they they just fly they fly it's like is there a motor on that thing no it is just all strength and grace it's really amazing now i didn't run 250 or i did <laughs> but i ran a whole lot longer than that too yeah, yeah you ran 250 um, plus a little bit more <laughs> yeah i just wasn't finished in 250 um but uh, we ended up having to run um they, they, they said, you can go run a half marathon. So we actually went out and we, we did some training and, you know, ran a 5k and we ran a 10k and we ran a 10k really, really well. We had a great race. We were teed up. We're like, we are fine. 
we ended up running a half marathon and, and this was like, Hey, you need to run. They wanted us to run a full marathon by like, uh, like September 1st or something like that, August 1st. And, and, and I'm in Atlanta. I was going to say, yeah, there's, there's not a lot of options down here in this part of the country at that time of year to just yeah. and throw it. And even if there was, you're not going to throw down when it's 97 degrees at 6 a.m. or whatever. I'm like, okay, how are we going to do this? What can we do? And they said, okay. Um, and, you know, also you have a medically fragile partner who right. it's, that's a whole other um, can of worms. The travel that goes on, you know, it, it's, a, it's an undertaking to get to a race. And, and make that happen. So um, we were able to run a half marathon and we were trucking along really, really, really well. And we had a chair breakdown. Oh no. It was just, it was tricky. It was really, really tricky. So we were, we were minutes ahead of the time that we were supposed to hit. We ended up missing by 90 seconds, mm. um, but then ended up getting a little bit of help from the BAA saying, okay, you've got your 10 K time that you ran in this, this extrapolates to this. Mm -hmm. I had a witness runner with me for the half. Um, it was heartbreaking. Oh my gosh. But it was quite a saga to get to that starting line. But, um, the crowds of Boston, you know, they were so excited to be out anyway. Right. And as the wheelchair athletes start off before, you know, the rest of the crowds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like I got a little, wink and a nod from Dave, Dave McGilvery as he's like on his way out to start everybody. And then I got another wink from him as he's zooming by on his motorbike. Um, but we, you know, it, it wasn't until like 10 K in that we were passed by the elites, mm -hmm. which was pretty mind blowing in itself because, you know, I got a, a, a biker came up, a volunteer biker came up and they were like, okay, in a few minutes, a bunch of cars are going to go by. And then, you know, you better get out of the way because mm -hmm. the, the whole men's elite field is just going to blow by you. And that was probably the best show I've ever had. Yeah. Um, the men went by and then eventually the women went by as well. And one of the elite women like reached out and touched Lizzie's arm and I just about fell over. Um, and they just floated on by and disappeared into the horizon. Um, but the crowds were just like amazing. They poured an entire lifetime of um, love out um, to us and, you know, to Lizzie and to me by proxy. So I get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah, I imagine. I kind of have a couple just listening to it, and yeah. I, you know, and, and uh, I mean, just what a what a cool moment. And, and what was the, the finish line moment like that day compared to other oh. other Boston's or just other races in general? Um, it was remarkable. It was absolutely remarkable. I mean, you know, they, the, the, the cheers, I can like still hear them echoing in my mind. I have to say like every hill in that race is also, um, multiplied <laughs> when, <laughs> <Yeah>. you're, <laughs> when you're pushing like more than your own body weight. So, um, there's a little dip underneath, like there's an overpass right near the end of Boston mm. and you go under like the Boston strong sign. Um, you know, it's painted on the top of this bridge and you go underneath it. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is the biggest hill ever. Granted, you know, <laughs> we've been up heartbreak hill and all that. Right. So, um, and we get ready to make the turn and, 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 you know, my hands were cramping. My, my hands have never cramped in a run before. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, my arms were cramping and, um, we hoofed it, hoofed it into the finish and just soaked it up. Mm. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I imagine I, I, you know, it, it, it's, it's nothing that I've done 
before that type of thing, but I, I do remember uh, from a few years ago when I when I just ran as a charity runner um, for for the Disney events before all the pandemic got got going. Um, that that was a different feeling too, you know, just, yeah. just in the training and, and, and on race day itself and just like, yep, you know, I'm p- part of this team doing, you know, hopefully doing some good, raising some money. Um, but I can only imagine it would be tenfold or more when like right there with you, like we did this together. Uh, and, and it's wow. not even, not even necessarily we did like, like you did this, you, the, the, the person that you're running with. And I just kind of helped and tagged along and pushed a little bit. And it was all about, all about Lizzie that day. Like, Oh, I'm sure just all the, all the feels, uh, a yeah. race that, uh, I'm sure is going to stand the test of time as being right up there as the most memorable Top. race ever. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, it makes like pushing my jogging stroller full of cement and the dog <laughs> makes me look a little less crazy, yeah, but, um, I hope to have another opportunity to do it again. I'm a little bit hungry for a, a true, true, true qualifier. Mm. Um, so may have an opportunity to do a little something, something about that, uh, in June. Fingers we'll crossed for you. That would be, yeah. that'd be pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. you mentioned that, that, that happened, that you got the call and the wheels started to go into motion, uh, at a good time, you know, kind of coming out of the pandemic. And, and obviously you know, we've talked about pandemic before and, and everybody's life was affected some way, shape or form. And, and for a lot of us as runners, like that meant races getting canceled. And for some folks that meant motivation went down because we don't have a race to train for. And like, yeah, I still like running, but I really like the races and, and everybody handled it differently. Um, but I feel like you, you handled it maybe differently or, or found a way to work through it differently than, than some others did. Um, by putting yourself through a bit of a, a bit of a challenge of, of, I'm not sure I fully understand it, but that's why I'm going to ask about it. We're going to, we're going to flesh this out a little bit of, of 10 miles a day, 10 days in a row, once each month. So, so this was, I don't know. I mean, how, how did this idea come together? Where, where did it come from? Who thought this was a good idea? All those, all those types of things about just trying to keep things going during the pandemic. Well, you know, talk about like running, running as, more than just a sport. Right. And, and I think like, thank goodness gracious for running. Mm -hmm. I don't know how people who didn't run got through like, Oh my goodness. Thank goodness for running. And, you know, a long time ago I had listened to, you know, I like to listen to podcasts, right? I think the, the folks here in Atlanta, big peach running company, like I, I got a little glimmer in my ear, in my head about one of the guys mentioned running, you know, trying to like jumpstart his fitness. And he was like, I'm just going to run 10 miles a day, 10 days in a row. And that's going to, you know, restart, and boost me up. And I thought, that's crazy. <laughs> and then January 1st rolled around. It was January 1st, 2021. And I was like, all right, I would like to see if I can do this. I don't really have anything cooking. I'm not training hard for a race. I've run the same eight mile loop a hundred times. And, you know, I just want to see if I can do this. And then I did it. And I kind of surprised myself and I was like, wow, okay, I did it. Can I do it again in February? (laughs) (laughs) And then you know how that goes. So it wasn't, I didn't announce that I was doing it. There was no like organized thing. Mm -hmm. It was just me. Um, and March, April, May, June, you know, it, it, and I was like, okay, I got this. I got this. And I really learned how to run easy mm-hmm. during that time, which is something that has kind of always been a, a bit of a challenge because I know we all run too fast. Right. I mean, everybody runs too fast. Mm-hmm. So I really learned how to slow it down. Um, 
I'm not like the super fastest runner ever, but slow it down for me. Right. And uh, I got a lot out of that. And then some of the, well, we'll talk a little bit about charge in a little bit, but some of the chargers got in on that. I was really, really worried um, how that was going to happen in July. We went to Utah for July because we were like, we're never going to have this flexibility ever again. Let's go rent a house, go see the parks on the weekend, get out of here. And I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to be doing national parks and it's like 90 degrees at 6 a.m. I'm going to cook out here. How am I going to do this? And um, there was another, there was a group of charge runners who did their 10 by challenge, whether it was Mm -hmm. 10 miles, whether it was 5k, whether it was a mile, but it was like 10 days in a row. And my littlest one made medals for everybody. She like colored medals for everybody. I'll send you a picture of one of them. They're awesome. Um, And she made me a medal. That's awesome. So that'll get you, that'll get you out the door at 6am when it's 90 degrees in the middle of July. Yes, it will. Oh my gosh. It was hot. Always wanted to experience dry heat. Yeah. So. Well, so, so on, on that subject, I guess, you know, chalk this up into questions I never would have thought I would answer, but, uh, I've always lived, um, where humidity is a factor. And, and sometimes people in the South don't realize that Michigan is very humid and, and not that it's as hot there for as long as it is down here, but when it's 90 degrees and 90% humidity in Michigan and nobody has air conditioning, that's arguably as bad or worse than when it's 90 degrees for six months with 90% humidity, but everything's air conditioned. Anyway, dry heat, wet heat. Is, is hot hot or is it, uh, is, is there a, a definite one is better than the other? I would definitely. Okay. So I got back to Atlanta and I was like, Oh, it's sticky. Mm-hmm. Humidity Heat and humidity, I, I think, hands down are harder than the dry heat. The dry heat was really kind of cool. Was it? Yeah. The, not the, cool. I mean, it was hot, <laughs> but it definitely was, not like, cool. it yeah. was neat. <laughs> <laughs> right. My, my only real experience with, with running in a, in a dry heat environment um, was, was a race several years ago in, in the Sierra Mountains in California. Um, but... Uh, I think I had a problem with it because I didn't realize how much I was losing to perspiration because I wasn't sweating or very little sweating um, and ended up getting a little bit of heat issue towards the end because it was just like, I don't, I, and I don't know, I, I was still kind of new enough at the time that I, I maybe wasn't thinking clearly or whatever, but I don't think I'd make that mistake again. Um, but I kind of like the sweat just because then I realize that like, I feel like I'm working harder, even if I'm working the same when I'm just sweat crazy. And it reminds me to drink a little bit more too, which is never a bad thing. That's so true. And at the end of a sweaty, humid run, you can lay down on the ground and make a sweat angel. Exactly. Have you ever done yeah, that? You can't, do, you can't do that when it's dry. It doesn't no, work out. you just make like a, you like a little itty bitty thing. Right. So yeah. um, I definitely think that, that the humidity, I mean, the, you know, they say like humidity is kind of like poor man's altitude training. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So let's talk about charge before we run out of run out of time today, because that was kind of what what got us together. And and um, I don't know that it's all of your. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure it's not all of your coaching. But part of your coaching responsibilities is you're you're a, a coach with the charge running group and the the app and the website and all all the things. Um, and it's it's something that prior to you reaching out a couple of weeks ago, I legitimately never never knowingly heard about. Maybe somebody had mentioned it somewhere or another, but it never 
registered, never clicked a dot, never anything I looked into. Um, so assuming that there's at least one or two people listening that have never heard of Charge Running before, um, what, what do you and the, the crew over at Charge have going on over there? And, and uh, then we'll get into some of the things that we might have going on in the not too distant future. Well, I'm glad you asked because I, Charge is like the coolest thing in running since like technical fabric. And it's like <laughs> the best thing that you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. So what we are is, um, and I, I've been coaching for Charge for three, four years now. Uh, we've been around for a little while and growing rapidly. Um, so it's a running app. And you can kind of think Peloton for runners. Mm. Um, but this is very run specific. And I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. We host 20 live running classes every day. We host virtual races. We have some training programs on demand. So you can join us live. You can join us on demand. And we basically bring a party to your headphones while you're screaming down the street running your morning run. Um, you log into the app. And Denny, I was blown away when you hopped into my class the other day. I was like, oh, my goodness, it's Denny. I think you probably heard me fangirling <laughs> a little bit. But, you know, you throw your headphones on, you log in, you check to see, you know, what time the classes are. You log in, you've got your coach there welcoming you. We've got lots of different types of runs and they're all scheduled out, you know, so mm-hmm. you have a nice progression through the week. Races, longer runs on the weekends, as we runners like to do. And um, they're playing a great playlist. You've got a coach who is able to see your pace, your distance, your cadence. If you're synced up with an Apple Watch, you can see your heart rate. Um, And then there's this really cool thing, and it's a live chat feature. So you can drop in a question or a comment or something funny or a picture Um, we get a lot of alligator pictures from you people in Florida. Um, and it's really a a conversation. I think it's like the closest thing to a group run Mm -hmm. that you can really experience. And we've got quite a community that has evolved over the years. We've got runners anywhere and everywhere, like all over the world. I've got a crew in New Zealand that runs with me. It's morning for them, but it's, you know, 11 o'clock in the morning for me. Mm -hmm. Um, said, you know, we always ask them, what does tomorrow look like? Because they know they can see the future. Um, But we've got runners, you know, on all continents and this, this connection between people. Now, the cool thing about it, well, one of the many cool things about it is that it's level-based because I know like so many runners are like, I'm not going to go in that group run because I'm too slow. Mm -hmm. And you're never too slow. There's always somebody. So if you're ever thinking that, just go because you'll feel a lot better if you, if you go. Um, but it's level-based. So you're running level one, level two, level three sometimes if you get into a spicier run. And it's your pace. And that's the beauty of it. Everybody's together. It works outside. It works inside. Um, and it is really the most connected experience friendly, fun, entertaining, motivating. I wish that this was around years and years and years ago because I've run a lot of miles by myself as a mom. I can't get to a Tuesday night group run. Like I'm driving people places. I wish I could, you know, I got to cook dinner or get people to bed. Um, and it really gives that, that group feeling. So it's, 
I, I encourage everybody to try it and we'll get uh, a link for, for a free trial for everybody so they can come run with me. You can come run with Denny. Hopefully, hopefully that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, we, we've got, uh, first of all, just about, about the, the app and the experience, you know, just from, from my perspective for whatever that's worth for people that are, are maybe thinking about it. Um, I like to think I'm pretty tech savvy ish, but you don't need to be super easy. Um, you just like any, any relatively user-friendly app where once you, once you download it and it, you know, kind of asks you a couple of onboarding questions or whatever, easy peasy, no big deal there. Um, and, and yeah, you know, it, like I, I, if, if you said it, I, I missed it, Betsy, but, but one of the things I really liked about it is, is music too. So it's like, you got, you got, there's music playing in the background. Um, and then there's, there's the encouragement from the coach and just like, you know, this is what we're doing. And, and, um, I know that the, the classes that I've, I've jumped in and, and, and yours in particular, um, multiple times you were like, you know, remember you're doing, you're doing your own thing. So just because it, like, maybe I'm, we're encouraging a walk break or, or whatever, um, or we're going to run for four minutes, but if you're doing run, walk intervals, do your run, walk intervals. Like it's, it's totally, um, a really good blend. I thought of, yes, we're all in this quote unquote together and we're doing the thing at the same time. It's real time. So that's, that part of it's cool. But at the same time, like, you know, I was just out with Bailey and we were running and, you know, we just kept right on running, trucking right on through and it was a walk break or kept, you know, whatever, like, and, and, but still being part of it and still, still participating. Um, and, and nice to, to not have to think about the play playlist or anything like that. Just like whatever's going on is what's going on and, and rock and roll. So, um, I really enjoyed it and, and, uh, looking forward to, to, you know, continuing to, to go on some of the charge runs and, and incorporate that and, um, I don't know. It was, it was fun. And so thank you for, uh, for reaching out about it. Cause it was, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool little bit of technology that, uh, the world has these days that, yeah, hasn't been around for, for decades for sure. Yeah, it really is. It's just fun. Mm. I mean, you put your headphones on and there's somebody there and like, just, you know, we just want to be seen like as a, as people, right? We want to be seen. We want to be together. Sometimes we don't exactly want to be together all the time, but you know, this is just like the perfect way where I, I roll out of my driveway at, at six o'clock in the morning and I'm not alone. Mm -hmm. And that feels really good. The playlists are fun too, because every coach has kind of a different vibe mm -hmm. and you do have for the running purists that are out there, there's a little button on there that you can, you can turn the music off. Mm. And you can even listen to your own music because, you know, music is a pretty subjective thing. For sure. For sure. And, uh, you know, what gets one person's feet turning over might not get somebody else's <laughs> feet turning over. So if you have like your own playlist that you can't live without, you can still listen to that and get the coaching and get, the, get that group experience. We have some really fun stuff coming up. Um, like we, we, one thing over through the pandemic, we, um, have worked with a lot of nonprofits and we put on, you know, races for our charge community. And then we put on races for, you know, race directors and then also nonprofits. And in like the last 12 months, we have provided this platform where they can go and put on fundraisers and, and these nonprofits have raised more than like $3 million in a year. That's really, really, really um, challenging for fundraising. I mean, fundraising is hard anyway. Um, but that's something that we're really proud of is to kind of help provide a, a, a vehicle for nonprofits and then help provide, um, we can get the, we, we can really kind of um, share their stories. 
which is a really, really cool thing, letting people know the impact that these nonprofits are making. So every now and then, like on the weekend, if you see something that looks a little different than a charge run, you'll see, um, you might learn a little something and get, get inspired in another way. Good deal. Good deal. Well, and yeah. like, like Betsy said, they're, they're going to throw us a little bit of a, of a trial. I, I think you said 30 days, right? Was that? Yep. All right, good. I yep. want to make sure I'm not, not false advertising here, but you get a, you get a month to try it out. And, um, We'll have that in the uh, in in the Facebook group. So, and if you're not in the Facebook group, but you'd like it, let me know, and we'll we'll figure out a way to to get it to you because it's like a basically like a QR code, right? That they scan and then it automatically uploads or you know takes you to the app store, blah 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 blah. So, a um, little easier than trying to throw some some quasi link at you this way. Um, but we'll have it in the Facebook group. It'll it'll be out. Um, this episode, you know, because you're listening to it, is 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 released on uh, April the 11th. And uh, we'll have it in the in the group today as well, um, so you can you can find it there. It's, again, that's that's disruns.com/slash/facebook if you're not there already. Um, but one of the things that you're going to see, and tying this back into uh, as we're getting close to wrapping up, um, we teased this out, or I teased this out with a poll uh, a few a few weeks ago, uh, kind of saying, hey, you know, if we're going to do some online group run virtual thing real time, when would be a good time to do it? And it seemed like weekends specifically saturday mornings was was the most likely day to work out um so as of as of recording subject to change stay tuned for for potential disruptions to the schedule but we're eyeballing the end of april april the 30th is a saturday uh potentially 9 a.m eastern time there's going to be something of a dis runs charge group experience and that will fall within the window of course of the free trial so hopefully um, I don't know. I didn't say this to Betsy yet, but she's going to hear it now. Uh, hopefully we'll, we'll crash the servers. We'll have all the people signed up, showed up. I don't know if it's possible to crash the server. I'm sure it probably is. I don't know if we have enough, but let's, let's, let's show up and show out. Um, and, and I don't know if Betsy's going to lead the class or if it's somebody else, or if I'll be chiming in a little bit. I don't know. We don't have all the details worked out yet because you know me details. We figure those out on the fly. We, we don't plan things around here. We just sort of do eventually. Um, but as much as we can plan, April the 30th right now is is the tentative date. 9 a.m. Eastern time is the tentative time. Um, come join us for a, for a charge run. Test out the app. Maybe test it out beforehand so you can jump in and we'll see what happens that morning. The cool thing is, okay, so 9 a.m. It's 6 a.m. on the West Coast. So nice early morning. Mm-hmm. Maybe we catch the end of the long run on the East Coast. Plan your day around it. Yes. It'll be fun. And the really cool thing is, this is one thing that I am really excited about, is that, you know, in the run, you all can say hi, you can communicate with with Denny, and you can drop in pictures. And it's really cool to see where everybody else is running, you know, um, all over the world, the things, the terrain, the paths, it works on the treadmill too. Mm-hmm. So if you're a treadmill person, um, Fessily, you hear that? You're, you're a treadmill person. We all know this. You can, you can still join us and you're on the left coast. So it might be early for you, but you know, whatever. Sorry. Betsy. Yeah. It works for everybody. So we're going to have some fun. Yes. Yes. And, and I'm looking forward to it. Like it's, it's, I've been, I've been kind of excited about it and playing with it ever since we, we talked before, before this. And so, uh, looking forward to, to seeing it happen, hopefully, uh, getting a few of you clowns on there with us and 
having some fun along the way. But yeah, let's try to blow it up. That'd yes. be awesome. Yes. I welcome that. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So um, again, stay tuned for more info, but that's the tentative plan as of recording this, which is a few weeks before you're listening to it. So always subject to change, but we'll keep you posted in the emails and the Facebook group and all that kind of stuff. But that's that's the tentative plan. Uh, so as we're, we're getting to uh, the point of, of wrapping things up today, Betsy, and, and kind of drawing this, this party to a close, uh, can't let you out the door without something of a philosophical question. So we'll turn off some of the, the more specific things we've talked about today and uh, open it up to, to something very much open-ended and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But um, I, think, I think my question for you today is, um, you know, for somebody like yourself that's been running, like you said, pretty much forever, um, what, does, what does being a runner mean to you? What, what do you hope that that says about you or, or um, what, what do you think it does say about you that, that, that you're, you're a runner? That's, that's just, you know, as much of a, of a label or as much as a, of a adjective that you'd use as, as wife, as coach, as, as mother, as, as whatever, any other, other label that might apply to you. What do you, what do you hope that, that being a runner says about you? I, oh, wow. That's like a goosebumpy question. <laughs> um, I think being a runner says that, that I'm consistent, um, I'm gritty, I can work hard, um, I can enjoy my surroundings and I can be with other runners. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because like you think about as runners, we don't want to only identify ourselves as runners because what happens if you get hurt and you can't run, then you lose your whole identity. So you're a lot of different things, but I think being a runner um, definitely helps me in the other areas of my life. I'm a better mom when I run for sure. And I think it's interesting because I think the kids are watching a little bit. I don't have, my kids aren't runners, but I think they're watching a little bit. And they see the they see what it takes to, um, they see the commitment that goes with the sport, and I hope that that transfers to them. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. They're always that's kids are always watching. That sometimes is problematic, but hopefully yeah. more good than than bad. And yeah, they're they're watching <laughs> you. The, the the seeds are being planted. And who knows, they might not be runners yet, but uh, some of us are late bloomers. Some of us haven't been running forever, you know, chasing soccer balls and then just getting into running. So it might, it might bloom down the road too. Yeah. And there's no right time. You know, Priscilla Welch, who she was like the UK, UK runner. She didn't start until she was in her mid thirties. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's never too late to start. Yep. Yep. And then hopefully we can all run forever and ever and ever until we have gray hair and purple track suits. That's the plan. That's mm-hmm. the plan. Y'all, uh, thanks for, for hanging out in today's episode. Um, again, chargerunning.com is the website to find out more about Charge Running. And, and stay tuned because we are doing a Charge Run together uh, tentatively for April the 30th. Stay tuned for more details on that. And if you want to connect with Betsy, uh, at Strong Run Coach on Instagram is a, is a great place to do that. Dizruns.com slash 1038. We'll also make sure to have uh, some of the, the, the details about the... Um, the, the, the charge run together in the show notes as well. So if you can't get it on the Facebook group, you can get it there. Um, and again, if you can't get it either place, which I don't know why you couldn't let me know, we'll, we'll make sure if you want to be there, we'll make sure you got the, the access code for the trial and you can join us. Um, but disruns.com slash 1038. Once again, is the link for today. Uh, Betsy, thank you for, uh, for taking the time today. Thanks for, for reaching out and for, uh, 
telling me a little bit about Charge uh, before we got started today, and then obviously sharing it a bit more today, and looking forward to uh, continuing to follow along and, and maybe joining you for some more runs on, on the app, and uh, maybe someday, good Lord willing, and stars, you know, planets align, maybe we can we can get some miles together in person as well. But thanks again for the time today, and nothing but the best going forward for you. Thank you so much. This is absolutely delightful. And we end all our charge classes with this. We say charge on. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Betsy and myself. And as per usual, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Curious to know, what was your takeaway today? What stood out to you from today's episode? What's what's that little, little nugget, that little thing from today's chit-chat that uh, might just go with you? for a while, something to chew on as you go about the rest of your day. For me, it was something that um, maybe wasn't exactly said, but uh, kind of a, a, a generalized maybe-ish takeaway. I don't know. But the uh, the importance of, at least maybe not the importance, but the benefit of maintaining a certain level of fitness, even if you don't have anything that you're aware of coming up on the calendar as far as races go. And, and where I'm going with that is, you know, Betsy's story and, and situation of kind of struggling a little bit during the pandemic and not having races, but still continuing to run. And then getting that phone call about potentially pushing Lizzie in the wheelchair at the Boston marathon. And if she didn't have a good solid base of fitness, when she got that phone call, Quite frankly, I don't know if it's possible. You know, not only all just the logistical hoops, but having to qualify, having to be ready to go to push, uh, a, you know, another human being in a stroller that, that is something that maybe if you're not used to, and if you don't have a good solid base, like, like that's just asking a lot. And to be able to throw down in a half marathon in the South in the summer and still have a decent enough time, you know, fast enough time that, Hey, yeah, yep. This qualifies like all that was possible by having at least in my from my take you know Betsy can correct me where I'm wrong but that's only possible when you've been training consistently have a good solid base in place even without races on the immediate horizon and and look if you're the type of person that's motivated by races and having races on the calendar helps you to keep training cool there's nothing wrong with that put the races on the calendar and if you if you back off a little bit when you don't have a race on the calendar also cool not a problem but where, where my takeaway comes in today is, is the potential value of maintaining a certain level of, of base and a certain level of fitness and a certain level of mileage because you never know when some crazy opportunity might strike. When somebody's like, hey, you know, do, I, can, I can't do this race and it's a race you've always wanted to do or you would love to do um, and I have a bib for you or will you do this with me? Or you just never know. You, you win some lottery. You win some drawing, and it's a short turnaround. You get a random phone call. Hey, do you want to want to push Lizzie in a, in, a, in a wheelchair for the Boston Marathon? If you don't have that base in place already, you kind of don't have the option to say yes. And so as, as runners, I just, you know, I mean, we run anyway, but uh, I just... It, this this kind of solidified for me the value of maintaining a relatively high level of, of base fitness, both for myself and kind of continuing to wink, wink, nudge, nudge some of the people I coach to just, hey, you know, we don't need to stay in peak fitness all the time. In fact, that's not that's not good. But at the same time, let's not go all the way back to uh, to way back 
and, and really just kind of let, let the fitness sag a little bit. And again, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but it just limits the, the unexpected opportunities that may or may not come your way. So somewhere in there is my takeaway to just continue to remind me to make sure my base is good, make sure my base is strong, no matter what, because you just never know when that might come back to, uh, to help you, to, to put you in a position to say yes to something that you wouldn't have been able to had the base not been there. So that's my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you from today's episode? As always, I'd love to hear it. Uh, slide into the DMs or tag me in a post at DizRuns on Twitter, at DizRuns on Instagram. You can also, of course, send an email to DizRuns at gmail.com with your takeaways from today. And you can also, also head over to the show notes for today's episode, DizRuns.com slash 1038. We'll get you there. We got the link to, to sign up for the charge trial so you can join us at the end of April for the, uh, the, the charge group run together. Um, we've also got links from other things we talked about today, photos, and of course, there's that comment section down at the bottom of the page. Check it out. Leave your comments. Always love to hear from you. And uh, with that, we'll start to wrap it up. One other place I love to hear from you is uh, reviews about the book or just feedback on the book. What, what did you like? How did it help you? Be ready on raceday.com is the website to get yourself a copy or at least get yourself some some uh, sample chapters if you're you know kind of curious. Get a feel for the book before you drop down all of like $10 to buy the book or $12. I don't remember. I don't even remember what it costs, but it's not much. Um, and hopefully it's worth a lot more than that because you can keep using it over and over and over again to make sure you're in your, your best possible position when you tow the line for your next race. So be ready on racedate.com. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Y'all, thanks for the time. Thanks for the attention. Thanks for taking Betsy and I with you today. And until next time, y'all be well. Take good care. Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Later, y'all.